Welcome to The City Podcast, a ministry of Ambassadors Church in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. If you'd like more information about our church, visit our website at wearethecity.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you are blessed by today's word. Hey! How's everybody doing this morning? Everybody doing great? Feeling great? Are you having a wonderful morning? Awesome. Are you ready for the word today? Amen. So this morning, I got a word for you. We're in Ephesians, again, chapter 4, for the last time. We're going to start something new next Sunday. But Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 24. I'm going to feel nostalgic about leaving Ephesians 4. I really love Ephesians 4. I am all about Ephesians 4. Uh, so Ephesians 4, chapter, no, verse 17. My version says it this way. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in their futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to every practice of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, put off the old self. Put off the old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. The word of God for us this morning. Let's pray. God, we are grateful for this morning. I'm grateful for Ambassadors Church. I'm grateful, God, for a, a beautiful church, God, the, a, a, a house that we can call a home. And I pray this morning that this word would bring life uh, to each and every one of us. I pray for each person under the sound of my voice this morning, God, that this would not be a lecture or a dissertation, God, but that it would truly be a receiving of the divine words of God for us today. We love you and we're grateful for you. And I pray for your protection on all of us during this holiday week. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. I think I've shared with you guys at some point, probably, uh, if you've been around me long enough, you've heard all of my stories. But uh, uh, Alini and I will clean our closets every two to three months. This, this happens. Uh, now, every time we have this conversation at home about cleaning the closets, there's an energy that needs to be mustered up in order to actually tackle the task. Anybody in the house ever have a task at home that just kind of goes undone for the longest time? You're just waiting for the day that you're feeling it, right? So this happens to us about every two to three months. We can almost time when it's about, when it's about to happen. And I'll, I'll kind of just mention, I'll be like, look, our closets are looking, our closets are looking rough. And, and she'll be like, don't even talk about it, right? Let's just, uh, let's, let's just, let's just close the door, right? Uh, and, and keep calm and move along. And so we, uh, every time our closets are finally clean, it's like a party at the Lima household. Like, order Ollie's in, we're going to have pizza, and like, this is a, a victory. Uh, because it, it looks, it looks great. I'll, I'll look at it. I'll, I'll stare at it. Like I have a shelf. It's all organized. All my jeans are stacked. All my t-shirts are like color court. Like I, I, I'm OCD when I want to be. And so, uh, but then, uh, we make a promise. This is like, this is our last time cleaning our closets. 
We say it every time. We've been married three years. Three years times every three months is about four times a year. So we've done it about 12 times. And we've said 12 different times, we're never going to do this again. We will never leave a stitch of clothing out of place. No sock, no underwear, no shirt, no shoes out of the boot tray. We're going to put everything away. Then we show up from City Boston on a Friday night at 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, when you're tired, priorities change. Have you noticed what's important no longer is important if you're exhausted? Isn't it crazy that you'll get so much more out of a, out of a Sunday morning when you're not exhausted? Sometimes you'll go from 9 a.m. to 10.15 and not know a word that was said, a song that was sung, an announcement that was made, a prayer that was prayed, an amen that was said, because you're tired. Because when you're tired, you're not focused. And when you're not focused, you can't focus on what is important. So it was important when I was fresh and renewed with a clean closet. At 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning, it is no longer important because I am exhausted. I want to remind you of the importance of resting in Christ. Resting, not laziness in Christ, not inaction in Christ, resting in Christ. Some of us are on kind of a, a, a binge of, we're workaholics. We're never stopping to enjoy the moments. And so... We get home from City Boston. I got my shirt on, my, my jacket on, my jeans on, and, and, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just lay these clothes right here for now. Tomorrow morning when I wake up, I will put these clothes away. I will put it in the hamper. I don't even put it in the hamper. I can't even get to the hamper. I'm that tired. And... Just let me lay them right here. No harm. It'll, 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 it'll be there in the morning. I'll put it away. What happened Saturday? T-shirt on, jeans. Uh, all right. Saturday night comes. I got church in the morning. Let me just put this T-shirt right here on top of Friday night's stuff. Because I got I got to preach in the morning. I don't have time to be organizing, folding stuff. I got to preach. So so we got to just lay just lay this here. Sunday comes. Awesome day, two services, moo truck, like great day. Y'all love the moo truck, right? That was awesome. I, it, I thought it was for kids. We have more adults out there on that ice cream truck day than anything. All the kids were like, "What's happening?" Um, Sunday comes, I get home on Sunday. Let me just lay, tomorrow I'll take care of what happened on the weekend. Before you know it, something that happened with one act of laziness becomes a vicious cycle of disorganization. This past Monday, I opened up my closet and I'm like, Lord, what have I done 
it got to the point where I didn't know what I had anymore. You know what I mean? You know when you clean and you're like, that shirt. Right? Because you're super organized, color-coded. That shirt. And I looked at my closet. I'm like, this madness will not prevail. And I, I'm looking at my closet, and, 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 and I say to Alini, today's the day. We're going to do it. Number 13. We're going to clean it now for the 13th time, and we're going to promise that this is it. So I get in my closet, right? It's a little thing right here like this, like this big, but you, it's, it's, it's big enough to like just walk. You just take a step in, and you're kind of surrounded. And there's this shelf on this left, and there's a thing on the right, and, and, and so stuff hung up there and stuff on the shelf here. That got it pictured? So that, that's all. And, and I get in there, and I'm surrounded by chaos. There's jackets on the floor. There's shoes everywhere. There's shirts hanging off. It's just like, it, and then one day, I was going through stuff, and as I went through stuff, I put stuff all on my arm, and then I found what I needed, so I just kind of rolled this whole thing up <laughs> and inserted it back on the shelf. And so, yeah, it's not how she raised me, but it's how I turned out. And so I, 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 I'm kind of looking around, and the question is, where do I begin? This sock, like, where do I start? Where do I start? This, this, this jacket, like, and so I got to a point where I'm like, if I'm in here, I'll never get this done. I need to take everything out, organize it, and put it all back in. There's no way that I can be surrounded and get this organized. Because if I am in chaos, I can't organize my chaos. I need an outside outlet. I need this I need this escape. I need to get out of this closet, look at it from a third person perspective, remove all of this junk, the big wad of of shirts that's on that shelf, pull it all out, separate it all out and 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 you, you know what? Like and and then we can just start from scratch. It took me about an hour, but I did it and it was looking great. This was Monday until Friday came. I have a problem. And my problem is that my desire to have an organized closet is not giving me an organized closet. Because a desire to change is not enough for permanent change. A desire to change is not enough. Because if a desire to change, if a desire to have the most organized closet in the world were enough to have the most organized closet in the world, then I would have the most organized closet in the world. But I don't. And so I had to pull everything out, and then I start doing the does this fit anymore talk, which I hate, or will I hold on to this in faith that it will someday. I'm in a weight loss challenge, and I lost two pounds this week. I give God the highest praise. It's happening, buddy. It's happening. I'm coming, I'm coming for you. 
It's me and Alex, and Alex and I are doing a, a competition to the first week of August. Whoever loses a greater percentage wins. Wins a substantial prize. It's on the line, and it's on the mic, and it's on the podcast right now. So <laughs> I, we got, we're both winners in Jesus' name. But, um, but you got to pull it all out. You know what? The phrase goes like this. Out with the old, in with the new. That phrase is a little bit fooling. Out with the old, in with the new sounds great. But if that were true, I could stand in my closet and just kind of wave a magic wand and be like, out with the mess, in with the organization. But there, I think that that phrase is true. There, there, there's, there's even scriptural backing for that phrase to be true. Out with the old, in with the new. You know, old has gone, new has come. There's substantial scriptural qualifications for that. But I think that there's a missing element in the middle of that equation. In order for you to go from out with the old to in with the new, there has to be like a middle step. There has to be something that happens in the in-between. For me, standing in the chaos of my closet, there was, it wasn't just a matter of desiring an organized closet. And it wasn't just a matter of desiring to see the mess gone. It really was a matter of that in-between step of making a decision to remove the old, organize the old, so that I can put it all back in. Nothing changed in terms of the contents of what was in the closet. What changed was how I rearranged it. And so what's happening in scripture and what happens a lot of times in our lives is that we will think, well, I just need God to wave a magic wand over my life and take the mess away. Just take the mess away, God. Out with the old. In with the new, just make it happen, God. And so we'll go to the altar many Sundays, and we'll go to the altar at City Night, and we'll we'll come, we'll we'll, we'll even fast, and we'll pray, and we'll, we're kind of expecting uh, just kind of this 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 thing. And but there's a, a decision that needs to be made on your end, and the decision is: Will you allow God to remove the old, so then He can make all things new? Will you allow God to remove the old? So that God can make room for the new. As Xavier was talking in worship about the woman with the issue of blood, I had it in my notes for this morning. Confirmation for this moment. Because that story, you would think a bleeding woman and then a healed woman, out with the old, in with the new. But something happens in the in-between. The story doesn't just kind of start and end with, okay, this woman has an issue and now the issue is gone. Awesome. It's not a magic trick. There's something that happens in the in-between. There's a faith that was activated in that moment that believed if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. She's surrounded by people. And yet, when the woman touched the hem of his garment, Jesus looks back, surrounded by people, and says, who touched me? Are you kidding? And then the disciples are like, who touched you? You're surrounded by people. Everybody's touching you. But there's a difference with the touch of faith. There's a difference for the person that is desperate for the move of God in their life. And I'm telling you, she wanted out with the old, but she knew that she couldn't usher in the new unless she had a touch from Jesus. Same thing with blind man Bartimaeus. 
He, he's standing on the side of that road, and he has heard what Jesus has done before. And so he starts calling, people start whispering, chitter-chattering, that Jesus is coming, the son of David is coming. And so he is a man who needs a touch, and so he is not ashamed to raise his voice in the middle of a crowd and say, son of David, have mercy on me. It's crazy what we'll do when we're desperate for God. Out goes the embarrassment. Out goes the shame because your opinion doesn't matter. I just need a touch from Jesus. And so we like to the end of the story, right? It's the blind man is made healed. But it's not a magic trick. There's an in-between step. And that in-between step was a combination of his desperation and Jesus' willingness to heal the blind man. So what happens is not just out with the blindness, in with sight. There is a middle ground. There is an in-between step. And that in-between step is the faith of the man and the power of Christ to bring about a miraculous healing in that man's life. Out with the old, in with the new. I love it, but there's an in-between. 5,000 people are sitting on a hillside hungry. If you've ever been hungry, you know how desperate you are for anything. I'll eat kale if I'm hungry enough. Probably not, but with my weight loss challenge, I will. Right now, folks, I'm counting calories, and it's working great. So I have this app. I'll get back to my point. I just need to cool off, so I'm going to talk about this app. Yeah, I'll tell you. No, I got a water. Let, let me get the, yeah. Xavier, every Sunday says, do you want a water? I'm like, nah, I'm good. It's going to be a chill Sunday. I don't know why I don't listen. Mm-hmm. So I have this app that I, I'm starting to input all my stuff. Everything I eat. Whatever. You, you drink a water, you put it in. And it tells you how much calories you have left. It's like a countdown of your day. I'm like, ooh, this is pressure. Like, <laughs> donut. Nine, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, it, it's, and then I found out that one pound of, of weight is 3,500 calories. And I was over here running on the treadmill till I was dead in the face. I'm like, I must have lost 10 pounds on this run. And then I put my hands on the little thing that measures the calories, and it's like 100. I'm like, 100 calories? 3,500 calories is one pound. I'm over here almost dying, and I lost 100? I need a touch of heaven. But 5,000 people are on a hillside. They're desperate for food, and Jesus says to his disciples, you feed them. And they're like, with what? First of all, we don't have money. Number two, you took our jobs from us. We were fishermen, so what we did have, you took. So what are we going to, what, what, what do we give them? And they're like, find whatever you got. Little boy's lunch. Take the lunch. It's like, okay, that stinks for him. And, and, and so they, they take the lunch. Jesus raises it up, blesses it, and starts handing it out like it's a buffet. And they have food for 5,000 and 12 basketfuls left over. And we like out with the, out with the hunger and with the fullness. But there's an in-between step. The in-between step was what the little boy had, and the in-between step was the power of Christ to multiply a little bit into a lot. Amen. There's always an in-between. You know, we love the end of the story, right? We're full. Ever, yesterday, we went to Jackie's Water Place. Anybody been there? Jackie's Galaxy Water Place downtown? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good spot. I walked out of there, I'm like, that was not good for my calorie count. And I had that full feeling like I'm too full. I'm like, too full? Not good. Not good. But 
when you're hungry, you're desperate. And when you're desperate, you'll do whatever. And so you eat, you eat, you eat, you eat, you eat. And then the, the, the feeling of full is like just as bad as the feeling of hunger. It's like I, I, I didn't need to be satisfied. I was gluttonous. And so that, that's, a, that's, a, that's an issue. So, so, but we love the end. The we're full, we were blind, now we see. We love, we had a blood issue and now we're healed. We love every end is, is all, like, did you see what, what, what just happened? That was awesome. But did you know that there's always that in-between step that very few people talk about? And that in-between step a lot of times is brokenness. And that in-between step is desperation. And that in-between step is tears. And that in-between step is you not getting your way. Did you know that every good result that comes from God comes from you being broken so that you can surrender to the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God? I don't just want the end result. I want the in-between. Because the in-between is what shapes my character. If God only gave us the good result, character would not be shaped. But scripture says this, rejoice in the testing of your faith, for the testing develops perseverance. Perseverance develops character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint. And so the in-between step is the most important step. So I disagree with out with the old, in with the new, because the law says out with the old, in with the new. The law says you better get rid of that and start doing this. But God says and grace says, out with the old, I will renew. The law says you better get rid of your bad behavior, stop talking to those people, stop saying those words, and stop drinking that. Grace says give me the old so that I can renew. There's an in-between step. And that in-between step changes everything. This morning, you may be saying, well, if I go to the altar, then that's my in-between step. I'm going to say, God, touch me, and then God's going to touch me, and then I'm going to leave, and I'm going to be at the end result. Full, eye-seeing, no longer bleeding. I'm going to be at the end result, right? No. Because this in-between step is a lifelong process. This in-between step is daily breaking our hearts in the presence of God so that God can renew us. This daily process of being crucified with Christ that we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. You see, it's lifelong. This in-between step is everything. Out with the old and with the new. I love it. It sounds awesome. But the in-between is what God wants to do. And it's a mixture of your faith and God's power to change and transform any life. Can you say amen? amen? On Thursday, I was picking up Pastor Manny Arango. How many were at City Boston on Friday? Wasn't that amazing? Amazing night, right? Packed out. Hot. Hot. Just like we like it, I guess. And well, we picked him up on Thursday from TF Green. He had a full weekend schedule. He was staying at our place, but he was kind of going around. He had conference thing to go to and stuff. And so we had a rental car, right? So... I met him at the airport so we could handle the rental car, whole situation. Rental car places, I swear, it's like hit or miss. Either it's very fast or it's dreadfully slow. So we get to the desert, it's taking forever. I'm like, it's 2018. I'm already a very impatient person. So I'm like, what is going on? Let me see the computer, I'll do it. Like, I'm just getting very <laughs> impatient. <laughs> and, and so we finally get the car, right? We go to La Casona over here on Broad Street for lunch, and, and, and we had a great time, right? I'm like, Pastor Manny, is that coming to the city? He's staying at my house. This is great. 
awesome dude. So we're going to go to Jubilee on Thursday night and, uh, and to this conference that they're having. I'm like, all right. So he came to our house. We freshened up. We changed. We're ready to go. I'm like, I'll drive, but let's drive the rental, right? Let's, let's just take it, right? Like, forget my car. Let's drive the new whip. Like, let's, let's go. So I hop in the driver's seat. We're feeling fly. I'm riding with Pastor Manny Orango. Like, Mom, I made it. Like, this is a big <laughs> deal, right? And so we hop, I hop in the driver's seat, you know, music, the whole bit, feeling cool, right? I'm like, we're going to Jubilee. I'm going to sit right with him. Like, this is going to be great. The whole image is in my head. I'm like, I made it. Out with the old and with the new. We hop on 95. We're passing by Home Depot sign over here. You know it well. That's when you know you're on the road to a long journey. When you pass Home Depot, it's like, say goodbye. And when you see it coming back into Rhode Island, it's like, we have made it by the grace of Jesus. So we're, and we hear a sound. I'm like, I bind you, Satan. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, it's probably just a rock. No, no biggie. Tire light comes on. I'm like, it must be just a fluke. <laughs> Mechanical issues, electrical issues. Then next to, on the panel, there's the picture of the four tires. Yeah, I'm like, wow, out with the old and with the new. My Kia don't do that. <laughs> we got to test it by faith to see which tire is full. We look at the top, top right, and the numbers start going down on that tire. It's like 29, 28. I'm like, be stopped in the name of Jesus. <laughs> be filled. 27, I turned to pass. I, at first, I tried to play it cool. I'm like, yeah. Good to have you. I'm f secretly freaking out about the light. <laughs> How's your wife? Like, I'm looking at the light. And then I started setting benchmarks. I'm like, if it, if it gets to 25, then it gets to 25. And then I just, <laughs> so I'm still looking. It hits 25. I turn to Pastor Manny. I'm like, did you notice this light on before? He's like, no, I didn't. Didn't, Mikey, I didn't think so. That seems like that number's going, I'm trying to play it cool, right? Seems like the number's going down. He's like, what's it at? I'm like, 25. Turn back, it's 23. 22. We're now passing Norwood at this point. And I, I'm like, yeah, we should probably get off. He's like, yeah, we, should, we probably should. So we get off, go to his little stop and shop, gas station, the air pump. We didn't have any change because we're, we're, in, we're in a rental and we don't carry coins. That's just our generation. But the air pump took card and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Swipe, swipe, swipe. And so he's like, you get in the car, look at the meter. I'm going to pump. I'm like, I flew, we flew Pastor Manny Arango out to Rhode Island, and I have him pumping air in a tire. He will never come back. He is thinking the worst thing of me. I am not hosting him well, the man of God. And uh, I'm like, okay. So I'm looking. At, I'm like, it's going up, 20, 23. I think we got down to 16 by the time we got to, to, the, to the gas station, 16. So uh, the number starts going up, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Stops at 32. The light goes off at 32. I'm like, great. It's full. Put the cap on. Let's roll. 
We get back on the highway, the light's off. I'm like, okay, maybe it was just, I don't know. Maybe God just operated, like, I'm praying at that. And then we get, we get going. We go about a mile. The light comes back on. 29, 28, 27, 26, 25. We pull into Jubilee at 11. And I tell Pastor Man, I'm like, you go in. It's now 7.30 at night on a Thursday. What am I going to do? Outbox and K-Bird. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. Affleck, I love you, man. Come home. Um, <laughs> I'm like, Manny, you go in. I'll handle this. There's a mobile station around the corner from Jubilee. I'm pulling into the mobile station at 9. 9 on the thing. And the garage door is open. I'm like, this is a miracle. 7.30 at night, they're still here. The garage door is open. I'm like, sir, I walk into the garage like I own the place. I'm like, sir, I'm not from here. I'm from 45 minutes south of here, but I'm not from here. I have a flat, and I just need you to put a patch in it. I've seen this patch thing done at a gas station before. I'm like, I swear it's a nail. Pull the nail out, put a patch, we'll fill it up, and I'll be good to go. And he's like, man, I would love to help you, but the machine I need has been broken for two years. <laughs> I'm like, the devil is a liar. No weapon formed against me will prosper. And he says, but there's a place called Raymond's. Raymond's on Blue Hill Ave. He said, can you drive six blocks on your tire? I'm like, I drove from Rhode Island on this tire. <laughs> What's six blocks? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to Ra They say Raymond's closes at 10 p.m. every day, and all they do is tires. If you go there and they're there, you're golden. I'm like, the Lord is good. I pull into Raymond's at 5, 5%, five, 5 PSI, flat, 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 flat. I get out of the car. I don't know what these dudes are already doing, appointments that they already had pre-booked. I just walk up to the guy. I'm like, look, see what's going on here? I need your help, and I need it fast. I don't know what was their native tongue. But he understood me, and I understood him, and within one minute, that tire was off. Popped it right up. I'm like, Aflac is gone, but this man is here. I give God praise. <laughs> and so they put the tire off, rolled it in. They, they found the nail. There was a nail in that tire. They found it. They showed it to me. And I'm like, that's it? That's the weapon formed against me that will not prosper? <laughs> Remove that thing. I need the expectation cord. So, so he pulls the nail out, puts the plug in, fills the tire up, puts the tire back on. He's like, 20 bucks. I'm like, 20 bucks? I'm like, that is amazing. I love you. I would pay you 200 bucks to get this done right now. Like, 
do you want to come over tonight for a meal? My wife is a great cook. Like, I love you. I hopped on Yelp that moment, gave them a five-star review. Best review they ever had in their life. I'm like, Raymond's is the spot. Travel from anywhere to get to Raymond's. The light is off. I'm on Blue Hill Ave. I pull back into Jubilee. I go into the pastor's lot like I'm on staff there. Park right next to Bishop. It says reserved for Bishop. I'm like, well, I'm Junior Bishop right here. <laughs> pull right in. Walk into Jubilee like a boss. Sophie's waiting for me, escorts me to a reserved seat in the front. Didn't even break a sweat. And here's what I want to rem I broke a little bit of a sweat, but God dried it up. I want to remind you of something. Out with the old didn't mean throw out the old. Out with the old means repair the old so that it can be made new. And this is what I love about Jesus, is that there is nothing good in me, not even one thing. And I was worthy of being thrown out in the trash heap of history. But God saw something in me that was worth renewing. And he said, out with the old, and I will renew you and send you on your way to do my will. God could have condemned us to death, but through Jesus has given us life and life in abundance. And so it's not out with the old and in with the new. It's out with the old and Christ will renew. Can you say amen? Come on, somebody. Jesus does it every time. Because between the old and the new, there's the in-between. And that in-between's name is Jesus. And when Jesus touches somebody's life, that life will never be the same. You don't need to try to figure it out on your own. Get yourself all, all put together because none of us have it put together. We can't help ourselves, only Jesus. And so if you'll just let Jesus in and let Jesus do the work, I'm telling you, Jesus never disappoints. He's like Raymond's Tire on Blue Hill Avenue. Five-star review, guaranteed results every single time. Time. Can you say amen?